This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, can I tell you a secret? Well, you can tell a secret to Rob Manuel. Just go through his anonymous confessions form and he might just put it out on his Twitter profile, Fesshole, which has over half a million followers. Perhaps your biggest secret is how much you love and want to share On The Edge with Andrew Gold with the world. And if he then has to share that with 500,000 followers with a link to the podcast, then so be it. Confess your sins anonymously. Will the internet absolve you? That's the message. I'm obviously intrigued because I'm writing a book about the psychology of secrets, so I had to get Rob on. Rob is a comedian, apparently affectionately known as the Ginger Fuhrer, and he was the founder, is the founder of website Better, spelt B3. T-A or beta, which dates back to 2001 and has all sorts of mad, crazy internet humor. We struggle a bit with internet lag in the first half, so I hope it's all been put together somehow. Um, and then we got back together a few days later to stitch it together. Uh, hopefully my wonderful editor and partner, Hooli, will stitch it together seamlessly. And I mistakenly thought Rob was the creator of the famous Badgers YouTube video from back in the 90s and quite possibly offended him by mistakenly thinking that. Um, or maybe he wasn't offended. It can be hard to tell across the internet, particularly when it's not working very well. But after 150 episodes, you'd think I'd have to offend someone eventually, particularly you listeners who often let me know you are very offended. I don't think, I think Rob was having a good time, actually. Um, thanks for sticking with the podcast regardless, everyone. Coming up soon are Tim and Lance from Crawl Space Podcast to come on and chat about all sorts of dark mysteries, like something called Mothman. Um, they're a lot of fun and good friends of mine. And then it will be, oh, there are, some, look, there are loads of mad ones coming up. Uh, Peter Bogosian's coming on. Uh, it's all happened. I've actually recorded that one already. Just trust me, if I ever let you down... Follow Rob, make sure you get his fest hole, Twitter and that, look him up, find his stuff. He's a really interesting, fun, lovely guy. But now you're on the edge of Confessions with Rob Manuel. What's going on? Where are you talking to me from today? What's where are you? I'm I'm talking from my my house, my home, and this is my little home office. And in the background you can see I've put a towel. That blue thing, that I put a towel over um, uh, a CD player because it just looked messy in the back of the behind my head. I've got a similar thing in the corner that you just down there because that's a bed railing, and you just don't you don't want a bed railing to be in your background. It just it just doesn't give off the right. I, I want people to believe I have a house that just has a room that that <laughs> no one sleeps in. So. Well, this is genuinely, um, it's not a bedroom. I mean, it, it could be a bedroom. You could sleep in it if you wanted to, but yeah, it's my home office. Oh. I've reached that level of like success in my career. You're a bit older than I me. I have a home office. No. No. <laughs> I'm 22. You might be. I don't know. I'm 33. No, no, yeah. I'm 48. I'm fucking old. I've got 15 years to get a home office. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll get there. Tell us about Fest. Well, it's, it's good. To- oh, sorry, you were saying stuff. Go Fester. on. You were saying, uh, when you saying just get on and talk about Fesshole, <laughs> so I can do that. I said so, shut up uh, and talk about Fesshole, yeah. 
Yeah, talk about the thing, because you're not interesting. <laughs> it's the thing that you've done is interesting, which is valid because, you know, it's true. It's not. You know, um, I am inherently less interesting than, you know, half a million people competing to t- share obscene and horrible confessions. You'd hope so. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to be less interesting than that. Yeah. Yeah, even though people, I get, I get almost daily people telling me I make them up or make them all up and... I, in some respects, I'd be like, it, you know, it'd almost be a compliment, you know, to have that range of creativity that I could, that I could actually make up this stuff. You know, I could make up maybe ten and then get get kind of fed up and depressed. There's, you know, so there's like I can't remember now. I've got the numbers offhand. So there's over a hundred thousand confessions been submitted. It's bigger than that, I think. Yeah. Does it piss you off when people say that? When because uh, that is the internet, isn't it? It's people going fake or are they just desperate for authenticity and the people who are the most desperate for authenticity are probably people who follow your account and they're the ones who are most likely to go like fake everywhere because they're so desperate for that authenticity i i don't i don't love love people shouting fake is it because because it's because it's well i mean you know i don't know how fake it is in the sense that you know it is everything as you've seen is I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Um, I'm not bullshitting anything of it. But obviously, I don't know, ever know if someone's bullshitting me by their whatever they've typed in. You know, there's no, there's no possible way to have any validation of what comes in. Um, but you know, I'm certainly not making it up. It does annoy me a bit. Um, and you know, just, just, just read. The, you know, the spreadsheet's open. Just page through it. You can read it. And it just like imagine one person doing that. It would be very odd mental illness and i do think it's a sort of like limitation to some people it's like actually i I suppose the way i see it is that i know where this project comes from in the sense that i've been knocking around doing internet projects since um well yeah since the mid 90s you know and uh and in the early days of the internet the kind of era i sort of come from doing sort of mass collaborative projects was almost the the norm you know um and so, I'm trying to think of examples now, you'd have things like uh, the the hackers jargon di- uh, dictionary, where people would submit uh, phrases uh, and their definitions for things, you know. And it, it probably it's, a, it's sort of a bit like Profanosaurus, uh, Viz's Profanosaurus, but just about nerdy stuff. And you know that that's just the sort. Of, and then there was later stuff like um, Law of the Playgrounds. Uh, log from logs law of the playground stuff where it was all about sharing stuff that was you heard in the playground um in the 80s and stuff you know and that was like that was how you ran projects you know you you just sort of did a big question and then sort of edited the response i mean it's not the only way but it was one of the major ways um you know and that sort of user kind of content it it still obviously does live in the current web you know so you've got wikipedia which is fundamentally that format um, but there's been this sort of like mass atomization where it still is user content. You know, it's sort of like everyone is tapping away into Twitter, into Facebook, pouring out content for the corporations. But the idea of like having a small little project, which is like amalgamating editing to it, that's very much fallen away. And so it's like it's this little version of the thing from a 20 years ago. And I'm going, no, 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 that's still a good idea. The only reason you ever abandon it is because things go in fashions and stuff. And it's like it's not because it's a bad idea. And then people do not recognize it when they see it now. And they go, well, if I was doing a project like that, I would have to make it up. Therefore, you're making it up. Uh, you know, it's like a limited 
worldview because they haven't got this wider perspective of seeing how things can work. You yeah, know? Uh, people say that. I think I think people think that about um, paedophiles because <laughs> I've got yeah, yeah I've gone up to paedophiles straight away because uh, I think people the ones who don't offend. And people assume, well, if I was a paedophile, then I would offend. But they're not imagining actually being paedophiles. They're imagining having their their attraction that they have to adults. What what kind of podcast am I yeah, on? Yeah, it's a pretty mad one. <laughs> what, 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 what? <laughs> well, it's a good point, isn't it? I don't know. I don't want to talk about paedophiles. You have to sometimes. I'll take a. I'll have, have a long long sip of this this hot this, tea. I had um, Dave. Okay, if you want to talk about paedophiles, yeah. right? I've been I've been. I, the the accidental involvement in that world is simply recently for me that um I was past there's a an internet musician called uh Cunt and the Gang. Are you familiar with his oeuvre? Um I know the person from whom he's taken his name and it wasn't Cunt and the Gang, but yeah. Well, it's Call cool and the Gang it was yeah, yeah. So the, the name. Okay, but anyway, he's he's a, an internet comedy musician and uh his 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 recent shtick is to try and have uh, hit records and you know by with terrible titles to try and embarrass the various people you know and so he did one at Christmas which was Boris Johnson is still a fucking cunt and he got to number five in the charts and, and I, he's a friend of mine and I, I I sort of like help out a little bit and like I'll do a remix and stuff and I'll do a bit of promo um, and then so for the recent one which was a few weeks ago he did uh, Prince Andrew is a sweaty nonce and uh and I was very proud of my work. I contributed to that because I did this this remix, um, which completely obliterated any kind of idea of it being a mix. You know, I took a single word. I took him shouting nonce and used that to punctuate the pieces. Uh, but what I did instead was like I, I did a, a series of pastiches of um, uh, late 80s, early 90s acid house <laughs> and then just shouted nonce over them all. You're going to have to explain for Americans what a nonce is. Oh, um, a, a, a paedophile. You know, you were the one who introduced paedophiles. You're the one who wanted Come to on, turn man. the subject <laughs> to paedophiles. So I was like, I'll give you your pedo Mate, content. You can talk Here about paedophilia nonce on a plate. all day on this podcast, providing you use inclusive language and uh, nonce is not inclusive for American people because they won't know what that is. Okay, fine, fine. Well, Americans... Don't Google it. And what <laughs> you don't want these search terms. <laughs> what of the it's gonna go the wrong. Canadians who are now offended that I've not included them? The Australians, they probably have the word nonce. I don't know. I don't know. America got in trouble recently because the um, um nonce is used as a term in in, in computer science. Uh it, it I can't remember what it is, but it's used in encryption. And so um it will crop up occasionally that there'll be a, an internet project that's got nonce in the title and then English people just go, what? Yeah. What? What are you doing, America? Yeah, it's like the cigarette one, I'm isn't it? I'm poking well? my fan. Smoking a fag, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. So tell us about Fesshole. Yeah. You haven't said what it actually is yet. Okay, uh, Fesshole is a Google form where you can type in a confession and then I read every single confession and if I if I think it should be shared with people, I'll then post it on the Fessel Twitter account. And from that model, it's now got uh, over half a million followers. Ridiculous. So people apparently, people apparently liked, liked the concept and the execution. How long has it been going? Oof, two, two-ish years, something yeah, like that. that. I don't know, two and a half, can't remember. Yeah, 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 Ooh. yeah. In your face, people have got less followers than that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I tell, I tell you what, I, but you know, at some level, there was a, a, an elements of cynicism about the the of doing it. It was, um, I was working, um, 
I was doing a job for um, someone where, uh, now how did it work? Um, it was a, a basket, I was doing a job for an ad agency and they were doing a promotion for like some basketball, big basketball match, right? And they were saying that they wanted live memes to be created to promote the basketball match while it was on, right? Um, and so I was like, okay, fine, we can, I can organize some people I know and we can have a little team and then we can be watching it as it go and we can be bashing out stuff and then that could be, uh, you know, sent onto socials. And, um, and so, and along the process of like this little project, um, talking to the, the guy at the ad agency, uh, I sort of like noticed some stuff in the budget and it was like the kind of budget for our production. And then there was the budget for, the influencer posting it on, on, on Instagram and Twitter and stuff. And they were literally getting over 10 times the money, uh, for the sharing than, than for the production. And, and at some level I was like, well, I'm, you know, I've agreed to the job. It's all fine. Uh, but I was like, I don't want to be in that column. I want to be in that other column where you get more money, <laughs> you know, cause that's, he's doing no work. <laughs> I'm doing lots of work. This is rubbish. And so I said, I said to the guy, uh, the agency, like, how, how would I ever be in the other column? And he said, well, you know, you've got 20,000 followers on Twitter. We can't, I could not take you into a pitch meeting and saying, this is valuable. Even though I know you're great and everything, it's not going to be, um, any use to us. You know, you need to have, and I was like, what's the lowest number of followers I can have? And he said, well, the smallest number I could pitch to like Adidas or something would be a quarter of a million because that's the smallest number you can say that's got a million in it, if you sort of mean. And I was like, okay. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll show you sunshine kind of thing. Um, and I thought, okay. And, and, and it's not like I then sat and made Fessel. It was like, I was thought, okay, how can I make some popular Twitter accounts? So I thought, well, I can't make my own account that popular. You know, no one's, it's just not realistic making my own account particularly popular. Um, but I could make something. I could make a. I could make a novelty account. I'd, you know, I've got a long history of making popular web content. So, and I'd never tried to make a popular Twitter account. But I thought I could probably do it. You know, um, and so I just sort of got to work, and I, I just bashed out various accounts. You know, uh, on different themes, um, and then it was Fasol was the one that really took off, you know. Ooh. What would you remember what some of the others were? Oh yeah, they still exist, you know. I mean, and to be, it's, and it's sort of like, it overplays my cynicism. Every single one of these things was like, it's not like I sat there and thought what would be popular. It's just like, what do I fancy doing? And maybe one of them will be popular. And so some of them are quite quirky and they're not gonna ever be that popular. Like I did Yoko Ono Bot, which is uh, just does parody of Yoko Ono tweets. You know, she says things like, um, I, take a bag of peas wherever you go leave a pea or something like that and i was like oh wow that's a great phrase i'll have that randomize randomize the nouns take a steamroller take a bag of steamrollers wherever you go leave a steamroller you know it's a, it's a format for jokes uh i did one which clickbait robot uh which like you know i just read thousands of headlines and then looked for words inside the headlines that could be randomized so any of those back in the day you got a load of those kind of like articles that were like uh, I don't know, uh, 15 uh, cups of tea that look like Ed Miliband or something. And so well, that's randomizable. 15 um, multi-story car parks that look like Oprah Winfrey. Okay, yeah. You know, bash it out, post it, see if people share it. And I did okay. It's got like 10,000 followers. Um, I did uh, 
swear clock, just swearing time all the time. Um, I did one called a non-a-pin, and a non-a-pin is very much the, is virtually Fessol. It's the same thing, but it's um, just opinions kind of thing, right. but it's not as popular as Fessol. Yeah, Fessol yeah. took off. Why didn't you, ha why don't you have like a massive YouTube channel? Because some of the videos you've done, like the Badger one, that was massive. What's, you should have like a billion. No, that's not me. That's not, that's not me. you. That's not me. No, uh, Badger was John T. Oh. Picking, who was my old flatmate. Right, that's so. why you pop up when, I, when it when it's there. Your your face yeah, pops yeah, up yeah, over, it, so it looks like it's yours. No, it's yeah. me. Yeah, I mean, I've done video stuff that's been popular, but certainly not that mm. one. Mm. But it's like, why? What you know? Why you say? It's a, that, okay, that is an annoying question. Yeah. Why aren't you more popular? <laughs> no, it's not. The... Why is your why? Why do you suck? <laughs> why aren't you rich? Well, sucks different to popular, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, why I don't have a big YouTube channel is to do any of these things, you've got to uh, do a lot of work and you have to, you've got one life and you've got to choose the things you put time into. And the thing I've chosen to put a lot of time to in my life are things like I've, I've, I've run a um, an internet newsletter for 20 years and people read it, you know, and that doesn't come up as like a, a thing because it's not measured on a platform site like YouTube. So you don't know it's a, I say big deal, it's not a big deal, but you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Well, that's a, that's a really interesting sort of phenomenon in the last few years, isn't it? And well, the last 10, 20 years and this sort of this uh, in, different kind of uh, fame and prestige and levels of seeing it. I completely agree with you. And it's actually, I would, I would wager it's a much better one. You don't want to be like, like Tom Hanks when he's getting his wife like pushed into all the time. Do you know what I mean? You can't leave the house. <laughs> Do you see that? No, no. I read sort of the headline. I didn't see the actual footage. Oh, no. so, yeah, I I remember years ago I worked on um, uh, what was it? I, I helped build Robbie Williams' website. You know, so I wasn't dealing with Robbie Williams, dealing with his management kind of thing. But I remember going to like the Robbie Williams Christmas party and uh, finding looking around to try and find anyone would talk to me. You know, like no one wants to talk to the web developer. And and then I found that it was the security guard was happy to chat to me. <laughs> he was just like telling me how his job was to, you know, like Robbie Williams would want to uh, do a normal thing, like go and pick up a newspaper on a Sunday morning and a pint of milk. And his job was to walk to the news agents beforehand, scope it out, make sure there was like no kids going to give him a hard time and then put a message back saying, no, you can come and buy your wow. newspaper, Robbie. You know, and it's like. That's insane, isn't it? It's a shit way to live. Well, I do not have this problem in my life. You know, I can, I can, <laughs> no one accosts He's me. got a sort of uh, a story to tell at a party, though, doesn't he, that guy? The, the, the security guy. Yeah, that sort of, it's a very specific job, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, no, so I didn't, I mean, I, I was saying I didn't want to be Robbie Williams. Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. I heard him talking about that recently that he's got, he said, I don't know why I've got like a castle and I, go down in the morning and I look outside and there's like 20 cars in the car park and none of them are mine. And there are like 20 people in the kitchen for breakfast and about two of them are his family and the rest are, you know, strangers. Um, and he doesn't... That was Robbie Williams he, he said it and he said, I don't know why I did this. Yeah, I don't yeah. know why I've opted for this life, but he's still doing it. I don't know. I can't know, but it's stupid, isn't it? Because he could, he can choose whatever life he wants to have. <laughs> he could... He could be in a nice little cottage up in up in somewhere you've not heard of and just be there with his missus and some kids and maybe someone who pops in every day to make sure it doesn't turn into a cesspit. You know? Yeah, but he doesn't. But, yeah, so he doesn't. back to fess hole. I don't know what... what, what oh, go on. What were you going to say? Back to festering hole, yeah. 
Oh, it was just sort of like I thought we were talking about. Why aren't you more famous? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say that. I said what because I, I, right? I don't. Why are you languishing in obscurity? I'm actually, I think I'm quite good at not asking annoying questions. Now, only appeared annoying because I mistakenly thought you you did the Badger one, and because when I typed your name in, the Badger one came up on Google, yeah, yeah. which I think is you, you could say it's maybe I should have researched that better, but also. If when I think usually that's enough for me. If I've just typed in someone's name and I can see like the video, yeah, yeah. that's for me. I'm like, oh, they did that video. That's interesting. Um, yeah, and yeah. I remember. Well, Badger, 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 Badger was written, I said, by my old flatmate in my old house. So there should be a web plaque. And so I was the first person to hear it who was not Jonty Picking. What did you think? And I gave, I thought it's good. Um, I didn't, uh, I mean, the, the, you know, but it was, God, it's like nearly 20 years ago and like, we were both writing songs at the time and, and we were bouncing songs around and like the song I'd written a few days beforehand was, and he was like, he was sort of responding a bit to me because I'd just done this one called Birmingham, which went, Birmingham, pow. And so we were both sort of messing around with like this repetition thing. And obviously this was much more popular. Like mine got a hundred thousand views. He's got like, yeah, became part of the architecture of the internet. <laughs> Hey, it's Andrew. If you're enjoying Heretics, there's another podcast I want to recommend to you, especially if climate change, global conflicts and an upcoming election are making you feel like we're on the brink of disaster. What Could Go Right is hosted by Progress Network founder Zachary Carabell and executive director Emma Varvalukas. On What Could Go Right, the hosts sit down with expert guests to discuss the world's most pressing issues without resorting to pessimism or despair that we hear so often. Instead, they look back at how far society has come and look forward at what it will take to achieve an even brighter future. Is progress on the way? They may not have all the answers, but on What Could Go Right, they're asking the key questions. Tune in to hear interviews with upcoming guests like writer Coleman Hughes, CNN host Fareed Zakaria, and economist Alison Schrager. If you're looking for a weekly dose of optimistic ideas from smart people, join them every Wednesday on What Could Go Right, available wherever you get your podcasts. I got to get you onto Fesshole. The reason I'm interested, so interested in Fesshole, is because I, I think I've, I've said to you I'm, I'm writing a book about secrets and the nature of secrets, and because loads of people keep getting in touch with me to tell me their secrets, and I've always wondered why people do. Why? It's, what? Why? Why again? Yeah, people tweet, message me, and sometimes they've started with things. And I, I don't, I don't mean to, you know, betray anyone's confidences, but they just start with. They don't even say hello, and they just say, "When I was younger, my first memory was this horror. You know, my grandpa doing this or that to me." Yeah, and I'm sort of taken aback. I'm like, oh, how, good morning. How you, I'm still drinking my coffee in the morning or whatever. And I've, it got me thinking, why Why are some people so wanting to do... And have you given that much thought? Why Why people are so desperate to, you know, tell their secrets to you? Uh, I mean, I sort, of, I sort of like see it so much... I see it more in terms of anecdotes, if I'm honest, you know. Um, I think I've set up a, 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 a group for people who want to make people laugh and share an anecdote. Um, and I think there's a, many of us in this world have got a habit of anecdotalizing our life of like something happens and you think, oh, it's a bit funny. I could turn that into a bit of a story and tell people. And that's what I think I'm doing more than I think I'm doing secrets, although it does cross into that area. Um, and so off, off the top of my head, I don't know, people, but I, I, you know, I think, you know, this is, 
very specific what I've done. because I've, I've, I've dropped it into this very viral soup of Twitter. And so there's this competitive element. Can you, will your story do well? Will you get lots of likes? Um, I've strongly themed it by um, editing, by, you know, I, I choose what goes out. I'll, I'll, I'll do light editing on the, 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 the confessions that come in just to make sure they make sense and stuff or slightly tighten up a bit of comedy timing, never change the meaning of anything. But if you go, okay, there's a flabby sentence at the end that makes the joke fall apart snip it off you know but have there been ones that are like a bit a bit much have there been sometimes when you're gone fuck you know i'm not putting that out well yeah i mean i don't put out majority of stuff i put out about 10 percent of stuff so but even if they're really good it goes in the bin but if it's good but it's like oh it's that's too heavy um it's trying hard to i it, you didn't okay so i criticize you if you'd said to me make a list of ones you have not tweeted i'd have prepared that <laughs> but you didn't um so off the top off the top of my head well, I didn't know I was going to ask it. Yeah, yeah. It's just, I, it's difficult. It's difficult answering things like that when, when you know, that's like go and research it. Um, the, I mean, in general terms, the stuff I don't put out, um, there's an inordinate amount of like sexual material that I won't touch because it lacks uh, sort of like consent because it will be, um, it'll be sort of like men, I presume men talking about stealing underwear, stealing shoes and masturbating. And, you know, and it's there's a line of like, zero to to rape and it's on that line you know it's not zero <laughs> when someone's stealing shoes i'm not saying it's all the way at 100 percent. you know what i mean it's just like okay non-consensual sort of like sexual assault <laughs> that's going to be like a no um and there's a lot of that stuff there's a lot of stuff which is again it's just you know it could turn it very easily into a it's into a very blokey letters page in a porno magazine and i try and steer away from that it's uh, endless 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 stuff of men writing in with their the women that they fancy and it's sort of like that it's that and that, that is somehow interesting and impressive that they they they're fancying someone who isn't I don't know. I don't know who is the the hottest person at the moment, but you know. But the fact that they're, they're saying that they fancy Pretty Patel, UK politician, or Liz Truss, they think, that, uh, and it's like, okay, we don't need to, we don't need to keep publicising that. Um, yeah, so it's 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 grotty men's wanking confessions. Not saying none of it goes out, but a lot of it gets binned. Um, grotty, grotty men that should stop, <laughs> should be jailed, jail them. Yeah, well, that's an interesting thought, actually. And, and again, I'm not asking for specific ones, so don't worry. Uh, but I just mean, have you ever had ones where you thought, oh, this is a violent person? I suppose you, they, they, they're anonymous, aren't they? So there's nothing you could do anyway. Yeah, yeah. There's, they're genuinely anonymous. So it was set up very, very specifically so that um, I, I have no information. I don't know IP addresses, emails, I know nothing. And so, um, it, and it's a sort of double protection of like protecting both myself and protecting the people submitting. You know, so that it's like it's not creating a moral hazard for me of like having a pile of information that I could abuse in some way. I'm not saying I'm someone who would, but, you know, if you've got dirt on 50,000 people, that could be a temptation or it'd be you're creating a problem down the line. If you sell it or something, you know, what are they going to do? So all I've got are the words that are typed in and a date stamp of when they've typed it. That's all I know, which is protects me and protects them. Um and you know, and you just don't know what's true as well. So if someone does go, and you do get stuff coming in, it's just you just know it's going to be, you know, you assume it's just some idiot going, "I did it, I murdered them." You know, you just it's just someone taking the piss, isn't it? And even if it isn't, 
I've got nothing to, I could, nothing I can do. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Obviously, Google themselves, because it's a Google form, they might, um, they, they, they might be collecting IP addresses. I don't know how they run their business, but you'd assume they probably are. And it's also, it's, it sort of protects me a little bit from legal, not all legal problems, but if, if the cops go like, this is illegal, hand over what you've got. I've got nothing to hand over, you know. All I can say is like, talk to Google. Is that cut out again? It's, um, cut out. Oh, I heard your voice then. How was, how was your, we've just had a break for everyone uh, listening. How was your, how was your tea? Was it tea or coffee? I've still got tea here. Yeah. I drink so much tea. I just sort of throw it down. Like I've never really got it. What, what is it about the tea that is, it's just the warmness, is it? I don't know. I don't know. If you don't get it, you don't get it. So, you know, yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to start now. It's your loss. You know, in yeah, my thirties, yeah, start, but, start drinking tea. You know, it's just part of like, it's part of our heritage, part of our culture. It's English tea for English people. That's true. Actually. UKIP tea. Yeah. Yes. UKIP tea. I, I was, I, I didn't get into coffee until like really recently as well. It was like grown up drinks, you know, and I think they're nice, but I think it's peep show, isn't it? Jez says like, you know, I think it was wine is, it's nice, but it's not like really nice, like hot chocolate. I sort of feel like that. <laughs> yeah, but wine does you piss, which is the that's the point of wine, isn't it? Rather than that's it, just the taste. I mean, caffeine wakes yeah, yeah, you yeah. up. So what does tea do? Well, tea does wake you up because it's got loads of caffeine in it too. It's like it's got about half the amount of caffeine as coffee, so it's still a significant amount of caffeine. So a steady drip of tea all day, and you're you're fine. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's something you can just sort of like do because it's like it's not it's not like got a lot of calories. You know, it's got an inch of milk. You know, even an inch. You know, it's like a dash of milk. It's going to be like what ten calories at the most. So you can sort of like. It's better than keeping going to the fridge and piling in another pound of cheese or something. Okay, yeah, which is what I do. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Well, you look well on it, you know. I mean, you don't seem to be... <laughs> or, or fags, you know. I, I don't smoke these days, but when I was younger, I did smoke. And so, you know, it's, it's probably less likely to kill you than cigarettes, you know. But you need, to, you need something. Yeah, but that keeps you slim. Well, only in the sense that, it, 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 you know, you don't... Yeah, it does in the sense that you don't eat. <laughs> You know, so you can have a fag instead of like, a... yeah. I mean, famously, like, it turns out heroin doesn't keep you slim. You know, you know that the 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 cliche is like it's a, a slim heroin addict kind of thing, a skinny heroin addict, um, and it doesn't keep you slim at all. And um, it's um, the reason why it's associated with skinniness is because poor heroin addicts buy heroin instead of food, kind of thing. So if you're if you've if your finances are okay, you can sort of like pile down on the skag and then munch some donuts and be you know be really overweight the movies i've seen of people on heroin they're so far gone that they can't even they wouldn't be able to ever be able to even think about getting food in well i'm i'm, I'm going from reading um eric clapton's autobiography where he said he became a fat heroin addict because he would inject the heroin and then stuff in a big pile of sweets just sitting there sucking on all his sherbet lemons oh my god he went through some bad times eric clapton yeah, yeah, and he's, he's, yeah, I mean, obviously his dead kid and stuff's pretty grim. Yeah, really grim. But, yeah. Mm. So, tell me, what do you do when you're, you do, you do events for uh, Festhold, don't you? Uh, yeah, I've done, I've done sort of two and a half now. Um, so, we've done uh, two in London, and, and then I did a talk up, up north somewhere. Um, but, yeah, it's working really well. Um, so, it's a two-act show, and the, the first act is 
kind of a basically a, a stand-up show where I'm going through the funniest confessions uh, with a big screen. So not even not even reading them, just going pointing at them <laughs> and getting the timing right, and people are laughing. And it's like that works really well. It's very easy. It's very funny because the materials are very strong. I'm just pissing around whilst doing it. Um, and so that's the first half. And the second half is uh, a, a sort of more. Uh, I don't know. Say it's 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 more it's more. What's the, I don't know what the word I'm trying to look for. It's more difficult the second half, but it's re it's rewarding. Um, so the second half, it, you know, because so you you sell the tickets, and then I'm emailing the people who bought the tickets. I'm saying please submit a confession you'd like to be using the show. So we've got some something about you in the room, but also I will submit some like poll questions. You know, so I can get a little bit of silly polls like. Uh, you know, have you ever pissed in a sink kind of thing? And so you can do some really good stuff on stage with that because you can go, right, well, we've, we've surveyed the facile audience and 80% of people have pissed in the sink. But this room, this room, look around the people in this room, 85%, 85%, you are more likely to be a sink pisser if you're in this room than out of it. <laughs> Um, and so you can have a lot of fun with that. Um, and then, but also just by the fact that confessions are in the room, so you can you can do two levels of it. You can go... Because you, you know, I'll ask people to fill the form, and, and I'll say, you know, give me, give me your, a pseudonym, you know. And so there's little jokes we had there. Go like, we've got an Adolf Hitler in the room. Got an Adolf, you know, and because people have put stupid names, you know, um, and then to, to spell that joke out, um, the. But then, but just the fact that it's in the room, and so you're going, you're going, okay. Well, this person doesn't want to. Adolf Hitler does not want to come on stage, but they have confessed to peeing in the loo. But they're in this room. Is it you, sir? Is it you? Is it you? Um, you can just have fun with that. But then you've got people who are prepared to uh, actually talk, and so they've, they've ticked the box saying, "I will talk about it." And so then I've got a Giles, who's my producer on it, and so he's running around. We're both dressed as priests, <laughs> and he's running around with a microphone into the audience and going, right, okay. Um, and so we had a great one with, like, uh, the last show we did, we had this guy uh, who was confessing about how he had murdered a tree. And he's like, what? What? The room, the room was electric. You know, this is man's murdered a tree. And he's like, yeah, I've murdered a tree. Well, and what I did was, like, I, I hammered copper nails into the roots of the tree and that copper poisoned it and the tree died and I did it because um it was blocking light into my garden. It was my neighbour's tree. I... It was blocking light into my garden. And and then we had this other guy at the same time who was like confessing about how he, he had murdered a swan. You know, little bird. That's horrible. Not big bird, big bird. <laughs> yeah, he'd murdered but 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 that I know, but he'd done it by he wasn't trying to be a bastard. It was just sort of thoughtless idiocy where he was um, sitting by a pond on a hot summer's day and there was like a turf, a, a lump of turf by him. He sort of tossed it in the lake and it landed on a swan's back and the swan slowly sunk into the water, never to be seen again. And then he just felt terrible for the last 20 years about what he'd done kind of thing. And then it was, but it was quite compelling in the room as well because then you go into the, the audience, like who do you, you know, who, which one do we forgive? You know, do we forgive... <laughs> The swan killer, or do we give forgive the tree killer? And you know, the audience was on the side of the uh, the uh, the tree killer was worse because it was it was a deliberate action, rather rather than you know it's bad killing a swan Baxton, but he wasn't. I was thinking that it was stupid rather than malice, you know. Oh, yeah. So that that's basically the show. Um, uh, the second half, like the confessions themselves, they're not probably technically as strong as the internet confessions, but the fact that they're real and in the room just makes it an electric experience. It's really good fun to do. This is the show I could see in my head. Um, I can't wait to do it again. 
but you know the next one is definitely in is we've booked a date for Christmas. Um, so we've got a Christmas date in the same location, uh, like on, I think on December the 21st or something like that. And so partly also because it can be festive. I'll just quickly say, sorry, we, we got cut out. It's a few days later. I don't think I am wearing the same T-shirt colour. But as you say, it doesn't really matter because no one listening is going to go, I'm not listening to that anymore because of the continuity, are they? What is your, you're, you're writing a book about secrets. Yeah, that's right. Have you actually written it? Does it exist? <laughs> I've written half of it. And uh, it's for Pan Macmillan Publishers, uh, which is my way of sort of subtly going. It's not just me just on a on a punt because some people are on a punt. Uh, and I, I have written books on a punt and they haven't they haven't been finished or gone out anywhere because they <laughs> yeah. never do, do they, those ones? Uh, no, but it's important to have people believing in your projects and stumping up a couple of quid because it makes you actually deliver things, one deliver things. That's yeah. it. Yeah, that's it. I, I have reached a point actually where, because I was doing a chapter a month and I have reached a point where the last month I haven't written anything, but I know I have to. I know I have no choice, so I'm going to have to. Whereas ones I've done before, it's just like, oh, no one's going to read this anyway. This isn't going to go anywhere. I'm shit at this. I was, because you know, do you remember last time I mentioned paedophiles? The reason for that was I wrote a book about paedophiles. I went and met loads of them in Germany and wrote a book about my experiences sort of delving into their community. Um, and that's that's probably not ever going to be published, is it? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But but you, you funded that. So you actually, that's going to cost some money going off. And and also... Oh, I was the, living in Germany. Okay, okay, okay. But also, what kind of searches were you doing? I mean, this is kind of... It's got potential to get you into trouble. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like... You, that's, you, yeah. It's cool. a, well, you know, you're going to be searching the words paedophile and you might hit images that are actually... Sorry, yeah. officer. I was. Re- it's the Pete Townsend thing, isn't it? Yeah, I was researching my book. That it happened to the actor from the thick of it, didn't it? Did it? Did he do exactly that? Yeah, he stumbled, um, stumbled on a iffy image. No, he he used that as an excuse. Oh, right. I can't remember. His oh, name. I know he who was... you mean. I know who you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, L- Langan, someone Langan. Stephen Stephen Langham? Chris Not Langham? Stephen Chris Chris Yeah, Chris Langan. Yeah. Yeah, he was a really funny comedian, and he's completely fucked everything, hasn't he? Yeah, so he's now Such no longer shame. no longer in anything. So yeah, he was in even like Monty Python stuff back in the day. Was he? Yeah, yeah, he was in the um, uh, uh, the you know the one where oh God, I hate being off the cuff like this. I can't remember the name of anything. Not the meaning of life, the life of Brian, and the the scene with the Roman centurions where it's all biggest dickus, and he's one of the centurions, and he's sort of like stifling a laugh. Ah, uh, once you know it's uh, him, you, that's him. You once you know it's him, you really will spot him. You go, oh yeah, there he is. Yeah, I can't believe that's him. Well, yeah, because he he was doing uh, with Paul Whitehouse, who was making a series where he was a therapist. Yeah, and... I was watching it. It was great. It was called Help, I think, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah. That's right. And he said that the child sexual abuse material was part of researching a character. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a dodgy subject. We don't want to go down the path of, like, we're now defending and explaining his behaviour. No, well, no, but that's just what he said. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> I'm not yeah. saying it's what happened. I mean, it's almost certainly not. And then Paul Whitehouse got called in and said, sorry, yeah. that's that doesn't sound right, which is very awkward. Yeah, he was like, at no point putting this show together did I suggest anyone started <laughs> Googling for images of child abuse. In fact, it was one of my number one rules when putting together a comedy show. <laughs> don't Google for child abuse. Uh, well, no look, my, my girlfriend said at, 
at the time when I was researching it all, she said that I should sort of call the police first to let them know I was... And I thought that's even more suspicious. So I just thought, as long as I don't... And, and you know what? It is it is harder than you think to accidentally stumble upon that stuff. So it never happens. Even when you go into like their groups for non-offenders, they're not allowed to post that stuff on there because the whole point is they're all helping each other to not offend. So those are the ones I met. So it was all right. Yeah, but you, know, you just could get unlucky, couldn't you? Because, I don't know. You could, and then, and then, what? I don't think you're going to get arrested because you accidentally you close it. I mean, they probably know how long the browser was open. I don't know. I I don't know. I mean, I think it's one of those things where you you probably get away with it, but if you're unlucky, and you're unlucky, you know, just because it could be that the cops are quite happy to have a freebie kind of person they can bang up, you know. Um, several several years ago, you know, because I've got a long history in doing in web things. Um, I, uh, I've got a website called beta, b3ta.com. And there, on it is, um, we don't really run this section very often these days. We have this thing, which is very similar to Fessel, which is called Question of the Week. You can imagine exactly what it is, given the title. Um, and it was very funny and you'd get some really good responses. And, uh, one week we had the question of just going, what, you know, got any stories about the police? Something like that. Just police. Tell us your stories kind of thing. And, um, and I can't, don't know what came in, can't remember, years ago. But then a few years after it, I got a an email one day from uh, someone saying, I am a, uh, a detective at Scotland Yard, and this thread has come to my attention, and I would like you to turn over the IP addresses of, um, of this person. And I was like, oh, this sounds bad. Um, and so what I did was then I had a lawyer a friend of mine, and I, I passed it to this lawyer friend of mine going, I th- looks like I need some advice here. Um, and they said, well, okay, at this point, you don't have to turn anything over. Um, but what you can say to them is blah, de, blah, blah. Um, but if they say in, ret- in response to that, oh, under, I, th- I think they were saying basically, the lawyer was saying, you know, under data protection, you can say, I can't turn this information over, you know. Uh, but if they say under clause 17, we, we invoke X, Y, Z, then if you don't turn it over at that point, you're obstructing justice and you're you're creating a serious, you know, you're breaking the law yourself and you're, you're in line to be prosecuted. And obviously, so I, I followed it to the letter and, uh, yeah, and they just immediately said the right thing and I had to turn over the IP addresses of a man who, and what they'd done, and it was, it did look like a copper looking for like an easy win. Um, the guy had confessed to, he'd gone to a music festival and he'd told a story about buying some pills with, he brought some like 20 ecstasy pills with him to sort out his friend group. Um, and then they got caught by the cops and then in, in court he had said, oh, you know, they weren't mine or something. And the specific thing was that then he had perjured, that was perjury because he admitted to lying in court. And so the police were like on it going, this is a, not only are you kind of like boasting, you're boasting basically by getting one over on the cops here and uh, we're just going to have it. And I had, I had no, I had no legal stopping. I just had to turn it over after getting legal advice. And I don't know what happens to that guy. Wow. But yeah, but yeah, I do think there's, there's, there's cops out there who are just quite happy for an easy win. It's scary. And I mean, that's something I might even put in the book. The, the the reason the reason I went the reason I started this book was because I, I was trying to 
think of what to do. And it, I did try with this paedophile book with my. I got a literary agent through it because he liked it. And it was the whole, the idea is it's a John Ronsony Louis Theroux kind of thing, you know. But instead of psychopaths, it's paedophiles, and he couldn't sell it because it was just <laughs> the paedophile test. It's just yeah. pictures of pictures of a nine year old boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't. The psychopath test didn't have pictures of psychopaths, did it? Or or the people psychopaths would murder. No, but but. The, the 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 floor of that book is that it encouraged us all who read it to sort of start diagnosing everyone as psychopaths. I probably, and I should, I know before anyone's angry at me, I know I shouldn't do this, but probably everyone I meet is either a psychopath or, and, and you know, on the spectrum. And I know that's offensive, but that's that's my how my head works. Wow. Why, 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 why are you diagnosing everyone as a psychopath? Oh, on the spectrum, on the spectrum towards psychopathy. Sorry, I for, I forgot that on the spectrum can just mean on the spectrum of psychopathy. I meant on the spectrum of autism, and and I don't know why that is. And I know I'm being I'm being facetious when I do it, but do you know what I mean? Right. So where 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 you've now met me briefly online twice? You're going to give me X percent psychopath, X percent autistic. You're a very rare case where you're actually <laughs> both. That's right. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, an autistic psychopath. You must get them. Yeah, I mean, I suppose at some level, you know, the the. I mean, I don't know anything about this area, but the I read American Psycho, and you think that's a basically an autistic psychopath, and it's sort of like the obsession of the detail of 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 clothing and all, you know, the fonts and stuff, and then murdering people. Yeah. So. And yeah, and I recently read Lolita. So yeah, but yeah. you're not like. Uh, what, was, what is it, Jason? Humbert, Bates? Humbert. Yeah, what was Patrick, the... Patrick Bateman. Pa- Patrick Bateman. Who's Jason yeah. Bates? Jason Bateman. Yeah, just some action bloke, isn't it? Well, Jason isn't Stratham. The guy from Arrested Development. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right, yeah. Jason, we're doing one of those. It is him. I can't believe I knew that. Right, that's good. So, you know, you're probably neither. But you know what I mean? You go out, you meet people, you're with your girlfriend or whatever, and you go in, might be on the spectrum, that person. Oh, that person might be a bit of a psychopath. It's a nice thought, but you're only going to be right one out of 100 times if you diagnose 100 people. I suppose. I mean, I think I meet a lot of people who are probably a bit spectrum-y, if that's the phrase you want to use. You know, because I'd be my... my... I've spent my entire adult life sort of dealing with computer programmers and and sort of no. IT obsessives. So you know, yeah, yeah, they are, they're my friends. They're my love people. on the love on the spectrum. That was really good uh, documentary no, series. No, I've not seen that one. No, it's quite. It was actually quite touching. It was good. Okay, was good. Yeah. But um, the reason I wrote the secrets. But, right so i got the the agent then said to me literary agent he was like look because i just said look i just want to write about all the mad story you know just mad stuff i just want to write i met all these mad pedophiles i met an exorcist i met all these people and he actually suggested he said you need because you need something to link it and he said they all they're all keeping secrets so so what's that so you're folding in some pedo stories into it right okay. oh absolutely absolutely don't worry about that i go in the book yeah it's about when i go and meet a 25 year old woman who is attracted to babies. God. Yeah. So that's a good chapter. Did she feel that something had gone wrong in her mind at some point? That... Uh, she had a bit of a rubbish childhood, but it wasn't that. It wasn't like the Michael Jackson one of being, you know, really abused and stuff. It was just quite bad. And then she found herself being attracted to manga, the Japanese anime stuff. Um and and you know i was actually just you know because it's so hard to wrap your head around that 
And by the way, I, I know I talk about it really flippantly, and that's partly because I'm so desensitized to it. It's been years where I'm just sat there talking to my girlfriend about the other person I've met today and tomorrow. So I am sorry to people listening who are just like, you know, heads exploding. But um, she, she, I didn't believe her, and I sort of still don't. And maybe that's offensive to her sexuality because I just sort of said, like, well, are you sure you're not confusing some sort of maternal urge? And she's like, no, absolutely not. And I and I was like, okay, I get it. She got very offended because I was calling into question her identity and attractions, even though she knows that they are wrong to hold. Well, that's a thorny one, isn't it? Yeah. Win that. <laughs> that's a thorny one. Speaking of which, I want to ask you about some of the weirdest confessions that you have had. Okay, well, I, I wrote down, or I cut and paste from um, Fesshole, a few of the weirdest ones. Um, so I can just read them out. Uh, my husband and I like to strip naked and then go to the furthest two points away from each other in the room. Uh, we then crawl backwards while saying beep, beep, until our bums meet. We, <laughs> That's not it. We call it moon dockies. <laughs> right, so that, that moon dockies. So that was definitely one of the odder ones that's gone in. And like, I have no idea if that's how someone genuinely behaves or someone just typing in words that amusement amuse them to see see what reaction it would get on the internet. It did get someone writing to me like two weeks after it going on, I'm still thinking about moon dockies. Oh. <laughs> what's great about that, I think, is like, firstly, if it is just made up and it's just someone thinking, the fact that their mind would even go there. And if it's something that happened, you wonder how that started or how you find a girlfriend or, or you find a boyfriend who's also probably going to be into exactly that uh, kink. Yeah, I mean, it feels, I was reading it as like, it's not even kink, it's sort of just comedy, I assumed. But it feels like a, a, a sort of, when you're, you know, I remember being uh, a, I don't know, 12, 13, and you first hear about uh, men having sex with men and hearing the phrase bumming. And my immediate assumption was that it would be men rubbing their bums together, you know, because yeah. you're trying to work backwards from limited information. <laughs> uh, and I feel they've gone on that same path and then just cranked up the comedy of it kind of thing to give it a special yeah, new name. Literally working backwards. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay, so a couple of weird ones, um, weird for different reasons. Do you reasons. do weird stuff like that, Rob? I don't go naked, ever. I'm, I'm ashamed of my nudity. and I... I'm covered up at all times. Is it moral? <laughs> um, I don't know. You'd have to ask, get Kat, my partner, on and see what weird stuff I do. I think she she mostly just laughs at me. I'm I'm uh, I'm, I'm often sort of involuntarily shouting around the house, uh, not not in anger, but I'm like going, oh, I've made my voice do a weird noise or something, and then I'll be walking around going, bleh, bleh, just exploring the vocal <laughs> tone of it or something. Yeah. Um, who doesn't do that in their car I, I did see one on on your I think it, yes it was on your Twitter thing recently that was somebody the, whose wife had installed a dashboard the camera in the car for, and he didn't realise that it had sound so he was pretending to be interviewed by uh, football like uh, commentators or whatever as a manager pretending he was the manager answering questions about his team and the wife heard it all which is which is very funny I quite like the fact that um, I, I do put up a few football ones and they, they seem to always go down really well. Um, and and I quite I quite like the fact that somehow I'm not someone who's ever followed football or someone who'd easily have a coherent football conversation. Um, but somehow I'm now in a position where I'm publishing funny football content. 
and <laughs> people like it. <laughs> You're a lad. Yeah, I've become a lad through this project. It's brilliant. Um, okay, I'll do a couple more weird ones, um, weird for different reasons. Someone says, when visiting New York, the wife and I had a routine each night. Uh, when we ate out, I'd propose to her and she would tearfully accept. Americans being Americans would whoop and cheer and occasionally the restaurant would let us eat for free. We've been married eight years. Ah, I'm never going to trust anyone again if I ever see that. Yeah. I mean, for me, that was the weird. It was like, I love the story. I love the the, 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 the bullshit of it. But, but it's like, are you a weird psychopath if you can if you can do that in public regularly? You know, I'd feel embarrassed to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, so I couldn't... Like analyzing psychopaths again it's i yeah, always yeah. wondered that about and pedophiles say, yeah well the, we're, we're on all of the topics there this is on the edge this is on the you, yeah. when the, the only person who really complained about being on the like while on it as a sort of half-hearted was david Badil, who was saying why am i on a podcast called on the edge what is edgy about it so i got on to because i had a guy i had a guy who, who had to eat his friends and david was like the one after that he had to eat people because he had crashed in the andes um, oh yeah, they, okay, yeah. So he had to he had to do that, and Badil was going, so, "Why am I on that?" But then, but then is Badil that the famous told, one that, that was like turned yeah. into a book and a movie? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So to do that, I had to like track down this guy. It, the, the, the the efforts we go to for this podcast, I had to track down this guy in Uruguay. I mean, obviously, I, I mean that just now involves sending a few emails. <laughs> so, yeah, going sounds... on Facebook, typing their name in. <laughs> do yeah, they do they do they look hungry for human flesh? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, he did. No, it was horrible. It was horrible. But but he was on it. But then he told a story, Badil, about shitting himself in the BBC offices, and I thought, perfect. Right, we're on the edge there. So today, obviously, perfect as well. Pedophiles, psychopaths, and all. but I wondered that about people like Sasha Baron Cohen to do what he does to make a fool of himself and to, and to not be bothered. It's not only them laughing at him; it's also them being a bit confused. And all. do you have to be slightly psychopathic? Yeah, I'd find it very uncomfortable to do it. But I think he he does put costumes on, and that costumes are magic. I mean, but I don't, I don't, I don't know if that stops you being a psychopath. But you know, I've, I know I've the the like putting Fesso on stage. I put on a priest costume, and it just solves so many things. It just means, all oh, right, okay, I can do this now. I can walk through the crowd. I'm in control. I've got authority. And it's all and it's all bullshit as well. It's not me anymore. It's 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 someone doing a part, you know. And that's obviously how how he how he behaves. Um, the one I thought was impressive doing that once was like, yeah, because like to get big laughs, you've got to be prepared. Uh, well, sorry, you don't have to be, but if you are able to humiliate yourself, it gives a wider palette for comedy, kind of thing. And I, I remember being really impressed that Limmy, what he did once was. I just saw a photo of it online. Um, you know, he, he did a little tour and he went out on stage in some really disgusting underpants and then turned around and he had skid marks for like brown, shitty underpants. And he was like on stage for, you know, a thousand people and people were laughing and cheering. And I thought, you've absolutely nailed the comic humiliation that gives you more power over the audience by being prepared to do this. And I was like, ah, interesting. I love, love Limmy. Is Limmy? I mean, are you, would you would you call yourself? Are you a, are, I don't. I, I don't know you, Limmy. He's just someone. Oh, okay. Mind, isn't he? I wondered if you all friend. knew each other. If all sort of comedians and that knew each other, and all, and you might know Limmy. No, I, I just know his output like everyone else. You know, he's so I mean, he's so good. He, he 
we've been around for a long time. He's much more successful than I am, but it's possible he would know. He, he would know what beta was. You know, the chances of him not knowing what beta is is about zero. I would have said. So he's quite tuned in to the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What would you call it? Because I don't want to say the geeky side of the internet. <laughs> it's now the old man internet, isn't it? It's sort of like <laughs> it's it's the 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 early adopter colonizer uh, generation of people of exactly my age who got in there. You got in there in the late 90s, early 2000s, and had a go because no one else wanted us elsewhere. So there we were. Well, there you are. Do you, do you have another weirdest confession, or should we go on to the next, the next stuff? Um, um, I could do some. I got. I put. put I, I can't speak. I put four in that I've got potential. So I'll try and get to it quickly. Um, my wife. <laughs> okay, my wife. <laughs> Sorry, my That's wife. My wife, my wife, my wife passively, aggressively points out my failings to the dog when I'm in earshot. I tell her this is pathetic. (laughs) (laughs) But when she goes out, I sit him down and give him my account of events at length. Okay, that's nice. That's quite sweet. Um, Can you but can you read out one of the confessions as well, please? Sorry, I'm, I'm pretending that I thought that was you. That, that was just oh, you okay, talking okay, about okay, yourself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it was I'm very, it was slow. very funny. I'm too slow to even know what you were doing. I'll just go to the oh. next one. No, um, no, it was good. It was sweet, that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's one of those things where it's, it's, it's a beautiful idea, but if doing it for real and doing it regularly would make you a very strange person. <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, and talking about podcasts, it was one where I read and I thought, oh, my God, that would make a good podcast episode if you, you interview him the interview the wife you can do some comic bits of interviewing the dog which don't really work but you know yeah and it's like well, I, I, you, I, I, you could do that will you do that um well who knows the the um the, you know the thing about i don't know maybe is the answer maybe it's is the step. answer yeah. It's a big step from um, anonymous confessions to then like okay i'll do the podcast even if you're keeping them anonymous and changing their voices you know well the I don't think how I, I okay. I know how I'd do it. You know, I've I've I know how I'd do it. What, I wouldn't do it from the way round of going. I'll pick a confession and try and research it because that'd be too difficult because I don't have their contact details. How I'd do it would be I would put out a message going on the account going. Have you confessed something recently uh, that we've published? Would you like to have a phone call with me? And then you take the phone call and you go. Is has this got any legs to it? Is this worth? pursuing is this worth yeah and is this worth getting another angle on can we talk to a husband can we talk to a psychiatrist or whatever the wherever the path went that's the that's the version of it i can hear in my head but i haven't done it because i just haven't done it you know it's, it's a lot of work is the simple answer and i'll probably do it if someone says to me we want you to do it rob and we'll pay you some money so you're not just getting some you know <laughs> You know, and like, and like, I've been contacted by every. I say every single. I've been contacted by lots and lots of podcast companies saying do a festival podcast. But the generally speaking, they're kind of going, "Oh, comedians riffing," and I'm like, "Like, yeah, I've heard comedians riffing, and we need more of it." You know, <laughs> and it's like the point of festival is like we are getting from the horse's mouth. You know, um, yeah. the actual people's lives. And so going to a comedian riffing about that is going further away from the bit that's good, which is the real life stuff, you know. So, yeah. 
Yeah, it feels the riffing feels very uh, mock the weaky. Yeah, it's just surface. It's surface stuff that you could any. It could be okay, but it doesn't feel essential. Right, we'll do some profound confessions because you said pick out some profound ones. Okay, so prepare to be moved. I shouldn't be so facetious here. My mother... <laughs> God. <laughs> just it, This is the psychopath test, isn't it? It's like, are you able to read out moving, moving material <laughs> without taking the piss? And it's like I've failed. <laughs> no, a psychopath would be able to do that. I think it's the opposite. A psychopath could do it without any you know do you remember what was that bare naked lady song uh, i'm the kind of guy laughs at a funeral you know okay yeah it's a nervous right or... okay so that's that's okay yeah yeah nervous nervous energy is all right right my mother except it says my mum my mum has dementia and was getting very upset but she kept forgetting where she put her cigarette lighter i bought 80 of them they are now in every coat drawer and pocket she's so happy uh, when she says I remembered and it makes me smile that she's happy that's so that's nice so, yeah it's nice yeah. it's nice he's sorting out his mum with her ciggy lighter that she's 80 years old still on the fags that's... probably gave some people some ideas as well to do with their own because that's a really common thing for anyone who's got dementia parents or dementia grandparents or whatever that that's really common they lose stuff and they, yeah. it really upsets them yeah 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 so it's sweet. It's sweet. It's nice. It made me feel guilty about how I haven't done very well dealing with my own members of my family in that situation. But yeah. Oh, we've got thunder. Can you hear that? Thunder rolling outside. Where are you? Which it, I'm in East Finchley, North London. Hmm. That was just down the road from my family's home. But um, I'm in your Bristol family. Now. Your family is where? They are in two different parts. They're in Barnet and they are in... Yeah. Carpenter's Park between Bushy and Hatch End. Okay. Yeah, this is Barnet. Barnet at the bottom of Barnet. Okay. Say, you know. It's a good area. It's all right. It's all right. It's, a bit, yeah. it's, it's just it is what it is. It's sort of middle-aged and boring, but I am middle-aged and boring now, so it's all right. Get out uh, of here. It's, um, well, I don't know. I lived in Camden for years, and that was like much more lively kind of thing. Uh, yeah. But then I needed more space, so I had to, had to come up here. That's what happens, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, okay, more more moving ones. Uh, when my mum was dying of cancer, she kept getting upset that her daffodil bulbs were not sprouting. I snuck a daffodil in from the park into the pot one day when she was sleeping. She was so happy. I'm glad I got to make a little magic for her before she died. Oh, what does that yeah. mean? She she did what she what one that was already done. Put it in the pot. pot. She was obviously. Like liked daffodils and would put a bulb in and it's not going to sprout immediately or it, and so the son shoved some daffs in from like Nixon from the park so she believed she believed she still had agency and green fingers in her dying moments it is sweet uh, okay got one got two more I attend my daughter's swimming lessons once a week they are boring as hell but I watch her intently because I know after every length she glances up to see if I'm still watching. All the other parents stare at their phones the entire time. My parents never watched me either. So I thought it was quite good. You know, I hope, you know, someone trying to be the better parent than he felt the parenting he'd had himself. But, you know, who knows? Sorry. Also universal, isn't it? That thing. But they over overcorrect. Everyone overcorrects trying to do the things they didn't, and then and then it goes the other way.
And also, you don't the things your parents did right are often quite subtle, and you might not have even noticed, you know. And so, yeah. you don't know what they were avoiding. So that swimmer's going to be growing up going god like i just want to let my kid be able to swim without feeling so observed all the time <laughs> just be able to you know it's not fair the pressure we put on these kids yeah 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 so one last one again about kids um every time i see a kid under 10 wearing glasses i always say wow i love your glasses because i fucking hated wearing glasses as kids and i really hope it makes their day that's beautiful as well but it's another example isn't it because the kid's going i just want to get through one fucking day without, a bunch without of someone mentioning my people. bloody glasses glasses yeah just want them to want to not notice them you know so yeah 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 it's this point yeah because i you know i'm it's my hair i've got red hair but it's like faded now because i'm old but it's still reddish but as as a young person it was so red it was the most it was i had the reddest hair in britain you know it was the most ginger kid who ever existed and uh and that meant that i'd always get like old women coming up to me as a kid oh i love your hair it's lovely and obviously i just wanted to be ignored you know i didn't want attention drawn to it and i knew at some level that they were probably doing exactly that of saying trying to say the nice thing because they knew that other kids were saying mean things to me and they were you know but yeah. Time you went swimming, they're all looking, they're all, yeah, they're all looking you. at my mane of red hair, going, <laughs> "It's a swimming pool on fire." Oh, my, my, <laughs> my! I, I, I would say the first fifteen years of my life was spent because I'm tall. I'm six foot three or six four. I was. I'm slouching more and more. Yeah. But yeah. Was about a lot of that time was spent with my very similar to one of your one of the tweets before. I was bottom to bottom with a lot of men and boys. <laughs> <laughs> not a phrase you want i might put that in the front of that book i was talking about yeah. but i was everywhere i went oh go, go and stand next to each other you two whenever there was another tall person um, oh right yeah, yeah 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 measuring measuring heads which again yeah, sounds more yeah. ominous than it than it was the measuring heads like it sounds like sort of stasi or something um but yeah and then how's the weather up there you know yeah tall you're taller than last time oh my god you Oh, you fucking lanky cunt! That sort of thing. <laughs> and that was just your mum. <laughs> that was just her. <laughs> every every morning, get to school, you fucking lanky cunt. No, um, she was good. But yeah, but, but it's meant to work out, isn't it, for men? Like, if you're 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 statistically more likely to earn more money being the height you are. Interesting. Whether, well, like, whether well, I you, hated you personally, it. whether you personally do, it's never matter. But. <laughs> I'm I'm really not helping the correlate. I'd be one of those anomalies just off on the side who's got a podcast yeah, yeah. in his 30s. But <laughs> but the other tall people are absolutely loving it. I, I hated it as a kid. It was the worst thing ever. Really lanky. Yeah. You've never heard of word lang the word lanky. I mean, everyone's got a thing, don't they? That you had your yeah. thing. Either my ever and mine was lanky all the fucking time, and and hated it, and and was scared that either I was a figure of fun or that I was intimidating by accident, never wanted to seem. And I, the first time I ever went out to a party, I was 13 years old, I think. And I went out to a party, Finchley road. And I remember this cause it was the O2 center. Um, and it was like a booked out room. I don't know, someone's 14th birthday or something. Uh, and it was like the first time of me going out, I was gelled up my hair. Do you remember mm -hmm. that? It was like the, the wet, the wet gel, the Gareth nice, Gates yeah, from yeah. Popper, all oh, spikes. <laughs> yeah. And, and I went and I, I opened the doors, there's double doors to this uh, party, this like hall. And as there were two girls there, obviously about my age, who looked up at me and they both screamed in mock fear and ran away. Right, right. 
that stayed with so me. just like yeah yeah you're you're the 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 adult or something coming in to be yeah spoil the fun maybe giant yeah yeah I might tweet but that all... to your account yeah i might not publish it just to <laughs> no, feel bad. Might not. <laughs> but i'll feel better <laughs> anyway yeah yeah um okay what have we got here because i you did send some questions through you had uh uh but we did cover what the stage show was like, didn't we? We did that bit. Yeah, we've done we've done stage show. We, uh, the next thing, why is Festival so popular? Right. Okay. So what I was going to say about this was that um, I've got my my new media theory at the moment, which is uh, the rule of ACDC, right? And as in the band, and it's that ACDC have made a promise to the audience that they will always rock, and so you get an ACDC album. Track one, it's going to rock. Track two, more rock. Track three, maybe a blues jam, but it's going to rock. You know, there's no folk. There's no disco. There's no maudlin ballads. It's just like it does one thing. And it's that. And I do think that's one of the most important things. Um, like there, there's us as individuals and we've got mad eclectic minds and we, we jump like butterflies from one thing to the next. But in terms of making a media product, that so have got a chance of resonating with people. It's hammering one thing. And I think that's, you know, Fesshole is a bit, it's funny, it's interesting, and it's always the same, but in a positive way, because you know what you're going to get. And so that's why I think it works. And I think a lot of things that don't work is because you try and do, not you, but people try and do too many things simultaneously kind of thing. Uh, you know, like Beta that I've done for years, that's, it's a flawed project. That's too many things. It's hard to explain what it is because it's, it's an image challenge. It's a newsletter. It was a question of the week. It was a message for you know, whereas Fesshole, you've got the name. You can sort of guess what it might be from the name. The name sells it a little bit. Uh, the name is somehow uh, magic as well. It's sort of like it's one of those... Uh, I've got this other one, a non-a-pin. It's still quite good, but the name's crap. And it's all like... But think about the name Fesshole. Just put it on a poster. It sounds like a show. It sounds like a TV show. It sounds like a radio show. It just sounds like a thing. Sounds like a swear word. Could be, yeah. Apparently, someone also thought it was a... Uh, a pun in French because like fesh or something means arse in French. And so, yeah, fesh. Yeah, and so it's but like it your, just your sound, it works. The name the name works. The name works, and it always it only does one thing. It will deliver you sixteen confessions a day, which are funny or interesting, and that kind of works. And it and it's poured into a into a massive viral soup mechanism of Twitter kind of thing. But I do believe you could just do if you put your mind to it and. And actually, you made it good. You could almost do anything, and you could probably make a hit on Twitter out of it. If you were saying, but as long as you made it good as well. So, you know, if you, I can't even think of saying, if you said, right, I'm going to dedicate my life to jokes about cups of tea, and you'd publish two jokes of cups of tea every day, and they were fucking good jokes, you would have half a million followers by two years' time. Um, in a way that I really believe that, yeah. But just by hammering one thing, but it's also hammering one thing and doing it well, you know. Um, I think people do too much, sorry, not too much. They, you know, like the idea of Fessol was not original. You know, it's like confessions, it pre-existed. Of course they pre-existed me. <laughs> there was nothing new about it. I just did it well. And I think that's really important. I remember seeing, um, oh God, there was some dickhead on uh, Dragon's Den once. And he was like saying that people do too much, they come in and they, they, they try and pitch with too, an idea that's too original all the time. They're kind of going, oh, it's this, that, oh, it's never been done before. And then they're like saying, just run a pub, run a pub. People like pubs. You know? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's just do something that people. I don't know. That's why I think it works. But obviously, the, but there's something about confessions that just makes people intrigued. You know, I put put the version of it out, um, and it was just immediate. People were reacting it. It's just something about that word confession. You know, it just makes people go, "Oh, really? What what are they saying?" Just draws mm. them in, and then and then it delivers something a bit funny as well. We're really titillated by. Well, I think we want to know what goes on behind closed doors because we all get like the social media. We're all getting Instagram. We're getting the best versions of everyone, and we want to know about like the nose worst versions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The nose we, picking and like is that because yeah. you want to know is it normal what I whatever I do at home? How often are people yeah. masturbating? What do they look like when yeah. they're doing it? You know. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think of reverse Instagram to be something horrible. So it's Binstagram or Binsterest. Well, there's something called be be real, uh, which yeah. came out. I think there's been a few attempts at trying to, yeah. and this is all from my book research. Uh, but it, and what it does is, once a day, it will vibrate your phone and say you've got a two minute window to take a photo of the front and back of your phone of you know what's uh, cameras on both sides of what's going on in front of you. Basically, okay. yeah, yeah. the idea being you don't have time to sort of stylize and everything. Yeah. But the thing is, you're still not going to get, you know. Again, someone picking their nose because they got two minutes. And even if you did, do you really want to watch that? It doesn't look very nice on a. So I don't think I think we're looking for that authenticity, and we're never going to. Yeah. And when we do get it, we don't really want it. Yeah, yeah. And you know, Fessel, you know, there's there's a publishing process. People submit stuff, and then I'm choosing what's published. So it's kind of, although it's authentic, it's it's been filtered by a certain level of standard. You know. Yeah. Uh, what have you got? You had Death of Secrets. Um, you were yeah, particularly. Well, you know, you were asked before about um, the police were getting involved, and that that seems mad to sort of get someone in trouble, and you didn't have a choice; you had to tell them. So yeah. that's sort of on the same line of that, along with technology and stuff. Do you know what I mean? There's just less and less secrets. Yeah, yeah, and like, and well, and like that experience with the police forcing me to turn over information meant that when I decided to do this project, I ran it differently. I ran it on Google with a Google form, so there's no information I can turn over. Um, so I'm, I cannot, I cannot betray your secret because I don't know your secret. Um, and yeah, and, it, it, and that, but that experience was awful. And it also, but it taught me this thing of like the entire internet is basically, but I'm not saying it's by design, but it's effectively an outsourced information gathering machine for the police and the state. Because every single person who's collecting information, even if they're doing it for comedy, can have that information grabbed by the police and the state. So that, that it, it doesn't, you know, every single person is in that situation, even if they, they don't think they are. Because the law, the law will, will butt against them and, and prove that they are in that situation. You know, I remember years ago uh, going down to when Occupy was going on, I remember going down to Occupy and just wandering around chatting to people. And um, I remember someone filming and chatting to me and put a camera in my face. And then I thought, what the fuck am I doing? Why, why am I talking to this person? You know, it's like, who are they? You know, they're saying they're making a documentary about this. They could, are they? But even if they're not, anything I say is now on that tape that could be taken by the authorities, you know. Well, I was saying yeah. that bad. I was just moaning about the Tories or something. You know? um, most most of us, I think, I I don't know. I go I go I do a, a YouTube thing with a live show on the Sean Atwood channel, and there, I, I I you know a lot of stuff I agree with, but then there's a lot of stuff that's very like truther 
and there's a lot of conspiracy stuff on there. So you end up talking to people about Bigfoot and stuff like that, and you're like, oh, right, that's interesting. But those are people who are very much like they want the truth at all costs, even if it's not true, Do you know, if you know what I mean. Um, and they get upset when like some someone came on recently who's a conspiracy theory debunker, and uh oh no in fact it was a different person this was somebody who used to work as a spy and he was just saying like the the thing is some of you do want to get to the truth and all that and you don't like that the government keeps secrets from us and surveys us but the sad truth is whether it's sad or not but just the truth is that most people actually quite like it but most people i think are just quite happy because they're thinking i've got nothing to hide uh and and i don't trust other people and they sort and, and if the government's hiding stuff from me maybe it's for my own good and i think that's how most people feel. yeah it's fine yeah but I personally do not want to be the long yeah. arm of the state collecting information. No. <laughs> Thought about people, you know. No, it feels terrible not- because, look, you're a journalist in that circumstance and yeah, yeah, you're yeah. supposed to be able to protect your sources and you weren't given the choice. No. Right. So anything about the death of secrets? Yeah. It was, uh, but it also, there was a little bit about the origin of Fessel. You know, it's, it's same with a multiple origin story, but one small bit was that... Uh, there was this earlier version, a non-a-pin, and then I've got this friend Chris, and, and sorry, a non-a-pin at the time only had a thousand followers, and it was sort of bubbling along without me paying that much attention to it. Um, submit an opinion, gets published maybe. Um, and one day my friend Chris says to me, that's the best thing you've done in a few years. I really like it. And I was like, why do you like it? And he was like, well, the internet 10, 20 years ago, I could speak freely. I could go onto a message forum and I could go moan about my job. I could moan about my home life and there would be no comeback. But if I go on Facebook and moan about anything in my life, my wife or my bosses will see it or it could go viral. It could just blow my life up. And he was like going... The, I really like that this a non thing means that there is a little win, not window, a little pathway that I can push some things I want to say into the world without it blowing up in my face. So that was consciously there from the beginning of the project. Go, oh, that's gone. Therefore, we can. Therefore, that's a powerful thing that someone wants. We can do it. Yeah. Have you ever submitted to your own thing? Uh, no, no, no. It's just not necessary. If you if you can bother to page through the document there's a I can't remember how many mail just look it up there's now 119 and a half thousand entries yeah just not necessary uh, so how many per day uh roughly right I've got got a bit of code that if I run uh python I think it's count oh you're such a computer person yeah okay so yesterday because we haven't got a full day today, if you saw what I mean. So yesterday was 201 confessions submitted, kind of thing. And wow. it's a lot to go through. Yeah, yeah. It's an extraordinary amount of work running this thing. Um, and so approximately 14% published, yeah. But reading them, doing some light editing, as I said before, I don't change the meaning. I might change the odd bit of crap punctuation or tidy up a bit of comic timing or something, but I don't change it very much, but... I can't help myself. I have works as a journalist. I can't help myself not fiddling around with the words a little bit. Um, yeah. Well, and what's and what's the plans for the future? Just you, you keeping at it? Yeah, for the moment, keep at it. You know, it's um, basically enjoy it. Plus, the it makes a little bit of cash because I've got the, the sponsorship from Hebtro Co. Um, gets a bit of cash. There's the Ko-Fi. Uh, the book is coming out for Christmas with... Uh, 
what are they called radar publishing which is like an imprint of one of the big publishers kind of thing you know it's turned into a, a little a small business kind of thing which is not which is not not my i say it's not my it's not exactly wasn't exactly the plan but then again the plan is always the same plan which is do some stuff and if, if anything ever takes off you take advantage of it so you know Thanks, Rob Manuel, for gracing this podcast with your eminence. It was a lot of fun talking to you, particularly once we got the Wi-Fi really going. Lovely chatting. Uh, if you've got secrets, send them to Fesshole. You can find that on Twitter. Rob has his own Twitter page too. Get in touch and tell him how much you loved hearing him on here or how much you hated it, whatever. Just, just get in touch with him. He'll probably like that or maybe he won't. That's all for today. Please do keep sharing with your friends, family. Just keep listening over and over to the same episodes. Leave it on autoplay. Uh, I think that will do something. Come join us at 9pm British time on YouTube to re-watch the video version of this. I'm usually there in the chat, though I do play football at about the same time, so I've been missing a few recently. Uh, but lots of lovely people turn up every week. It's really nice. Love you all. Thanks for being you. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.